Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Good afternoon from the Foundation Studio on Biloxi's Back Bay. Welcome to a special duck edition of Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's December the 13th, 2021. By the way, if you're on Facebook, go to our Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page and follow us. Um, and please share it with your friends who love Mississippi's outdoors. We put all the videos to our shows up there. And uh, so if you want to watch each week, you can do that uh, there. Also, you can watch us on Super Talk TV, on C Spire TV. Hey, just a quick note. I want to share with you that, um, you know, we've, we've done some incredible things here at Su- the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. I spent a, I spent a career running newspaper, newspapers and digital media companies. And I'm super impressed with Super Talk Mississippi Media. It's, a, it's actually a one of its kind in America, statewide radio and multimedia powerhouse. It's an innovative approach driven by the owner of Super Talk. His name is Steve Davenport. He's an incredible leader. I'm really thrilled to be a part of this great team. We've been moving quickly toward Christmas. And, uh, you know, I've been hearing a few uh, decent duck reports here and there. It's been super warm weather, as we all know. Deer are starting to lock down, though, and we're hearing about chases all across the state of Mississippi. You know, at the end of the day, man, it's a great time to be in Mississippi. Family, friends, and the outdoors, wow. But I wasn't at my place, uh, Delta Bluffs, our special place in the Mississippi Delta this past weekend. My wife, Ann, and my uh, godchild, Alex Waldrop, is getting married and friends held an engagement party for her. So we weren't, weren't able to go up to the Delta, had to stay home. Organizers there uh, did a really good job. It was an incredible party, but they did not get the memo, not to schedule a party like that on the, you know, you know at the beginning of rut. <laughs> so. Oh, we got some educating to do there. Anyway, it's a great time of the year on the coast, so I was glad to be here for sure. I looked outside my window while I was drinking a cup of coffee uh, Saturday morning, and the bay only had a few ripples on it. The rising sun was incredible. What you know, I could see white pelicans, uh, egrets, ducks, flocks of Canadian geese. Uh, the, the scene there was literally incredible. Winter in coastal Mississippi is so special. But winter across Mississippi is incredible, especially if you love the outdoors. We didn't plan to do any fishing Saturday because of the approaching front. Incidentally, prayers to all of our neighbors who were impacted by the devastating tornadoes. A path of destruction 200 miles long across nine states. Good Lord. So many people and towns impacted by the storms. And Mississippians know, we know too well actually about terrible disasters. So we know what our neighbors are going to need over the coming months and weeks and years, um, not the least of which is our prayers. So sad. Anyway, back to Saturday morning. We had expected the front to have everything stirred up in the bay. Um, but as I could see from my quick view out my window, there was a calm bay and what looked like was going to be a small fishing window. So I finished my coffee and I headed down to the pier and dropped my skiff. We usually, uh, this time of year, we, we usually fish with soft plastics uh, and we fish real slow. I mean, I'm talking about really slow. And the fish is usually really, really good. But over the last couple of years, my son Jordan, by the way, we call him the fish whisperer. He set a number of state fishing records. Uh, he, he's gotten me hooked on topwater fishing, something I used to do many, many years ago. But man, the topwater bite, when it's on, it is, there's really, literally nothing better. 
even this time of year, the speckled trout and the redfish will literally explode on the bait. So Saturday morning, I got super committed to top water, and man, I wasn't disappointed. The top water bite was, in fact, on. Sure, sure is good to see fishing in Back Bay getting back to where it used to be. See, see, the problem was we had so much rain over the summer, and the saltwater salinities in the bays all along coast of Mississippi have been sort of out of had been out of uh, uh, balance for most of the summer. So uh, salt, uh, speckled trout in particular are super sensitive to uh, salinity. But now that the salinities are back up where they need to be, the winter redfish and speckled drought, trout fishing is back on. Uh, I saw a bunch of mullet jumping. You know, the, the, the tide movement was incredible. Really per the, perfect, uh, the perfect fishing conditions. By the way, one last little quick note. My friends Travis Dunn and um, Mark Creech, we're up in Lambert fishing, uh, excuse me, hunting, duck hunting at Travis's place. And they sent me a video. They had a really good hunt Saturday morning, but they, they sent me a video. I had just casted my topwater. We were on this area we call the point, or I was on this area called the point. I, I casted it out and my, my lure was just sitting on the surface and I, and I saw that I had a text and it was a video. I hit play on the video and suddenly I heard I mean, a, a picture like a, a big bonita or a yellowfin tuna, you know, coming up to the surface. I mean, just an extreme explosion on my bait and uh, literally pull, almost pulled the rod out of my hands. Actually, it's a good thing it didn't get hooked or probably would have taken the rod out of my hand. But that, I mean, that just tells you, man, this time of year when a redfish or a big speck gets committed, man, they are, they are all over it. By the way, speaking of fishing, we're going to spend the entire show next week focused on coastal Mississippi fishing. Uh, you know, you don't usually think of fishing in the wintertime here, but as I've said so many times before, uh, fishing is great this time of year. You just have to kind of dodge some cold weather here and there and some very low tides at times, especially when those fronts come through. Um, but the, the fishing's here, especially in the as it's really good here, especially in the backwater fishing. Um, I'm going to be joined by my friend Captain Sonny Schindler, and we're actually going to cover the full spectrum of fishing in a special Christmas on the Water edition of Super Talk Outdoors. That's next Monday. Um, I say this every week, but Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in the United States, from the incredible saltwater and freshwater fishing to turkey, duck, and deer hunting, and all the other outdoor activities. We are so lucky to live here in Super Talk Outdoors celebrates that blessing every single week. So now I want to welcome to Super Talk Outdoors my friend Ed Penny. He's the director of public policy at Ducks Unlimited in the southern region. He loves to hunt and uh, he personally just enjoys the outdoors. We're going to talk about kind of what's going on with the waterfowl season so far. We'll spend a little time toward the end talking about the Conservation Trust Fund that uh, has an opportunity to make it through the legislature this year and we'll just talk about honey in general but anyway before i go any further let me welcome ed penny to super talk outdoors how you doing my friend i'm doing well ricky great to be back and great to be able to experience another hunting season here and here in mississippi you 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 do a great job of describing it and everything that you were talking about is is why we care so much about the state and why we do what we do so thank you well, I appreciate it. Listen, I got to know you during this last season, uh, our last legislative session, because you uh, were on my show, Coast You, uh, several times, uh, talking about the Stewardship Trust Fund. And we'll talk more about that toward the end of the, uh, end of the show. But essentially, it's a really important bill that would create millions of dollars for Mississippi and the opportunity for us to match with incredible numbers of uh, federal funds. It made it through the House 117 to 2, unbelievable bipartisan support. It's really one of those transformative bills, one of those kind of once-in-a-lifetime bills. It didn't make it through the Senate. Uh, it's going to get reintroduced again this year, and we'll have the opportunity to talk more about it. But at, toward the end of the, the show today, we'll, we'll kind of bring people up to date on that. But I enjoyed working with you on that issue, my friend. Yeah, Rick, you're a big help, and, and we're trying to keep things moving in a positive direction. And, you know, one point I'd like to make it related to your description of, of everything we have here, Mississippians spend so much time in the outdoors. We spend millions of dollars a year of our own money for those things that help us catch fish. They help us chase ducks. They help us chase deer. And we want to make sure that some of that gets reinvested into those things. So, you know, spend some money this Christmas and hopefully we can, that can help make some more places to enjoy it all. 
Well, based on what I'm seeing, <laughs> people are spending some money. Because, you know, the pandemic brought a lot of people to the outdoors. I mean, people felt safer out, outdoors. So I would say the last two years, just in terms of people who go out on their boats or people who go out on the lakes or offshore or who go hunting or just, just generally enjoy the outdoors. I, I saw where uh, RV sales were up like at one point over a thousand percent. But I mean, it's, it's true that the outdoors in, in some respects has be re, been reintroduced to a lot of people during the pandemic, hasn't it? It has, and particularly for waterfowl here in the state. I think MDWFP reported the highest state duck stamp sales ever during the pandemic year. So last duck season, we had more duck hunters buying more state duck stamps, which, you know, that's good for habitat because all those dollars are going back into the resource. Incredible. By, by the way, as we end this, come to the end of this first segment, uh, how's your hunting season been so far this year? It's been good. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about where, about how my opening day of duck season went in Mississippi, but you know, it's, it's going along in line, uh, a few tough, tough hunts, but it's always great to be outside. So I look forward to, to chatting more about that, but it's all about getting outside this time of year. So when we come back with Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited, we'll talk about the waterfowl migration. Is it shifting west? What's going on north of us? Why is the weather so warm? Not that Ed can ask, actually answer that particular question, but we'll talk about all the, you know, some, some controversial issues, but at the end of the day, we're gonna find out what the, what the perspective is from Ducks Unlimited. We'll see you back here in just a second with Ed Penny. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a thousand pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else? Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. 
Hashtag here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. By the way, as I always say, we're we're doing this show from the Foundation Studio. The the foundation, the formal name for the foundation is the Foundation for Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, and they're not to be confused with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. But who they are is a group of volunteers from across the state who raise millions of dollars uh, to help not only the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, but also other projects across the state that are that are focused on um, you know preserving and conserving our ability to enjoy the outdoors, things that involve children and getting them into the outdoors. Just an incredible organization. But I can't tell you how pleased I am to be associated with the with this outstanding volunteer organization. Uh, John Taylor is the president, and if you look at the list of other members of the executive committee, Chris Gurge, uh, Roy Noble Lee Jr., uh, Peyton Self, and others. So many dedicated volunteers from across the state that are really focused on raising money to, so that we can preserve the, uh, the, the and, and enjoy our outdoor legacy in the state of Mississippi. And I should also point out that from time to time they get locked on an, uh, an issue. They can be an issues-oriented organization, and they are great at co collaborating with other organizations and creating coalitions. So when they get locked onto a, 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 an issue, um, they, they mean it. <laughs> they really do mean it because they are extraordinarily well connected. So anyway, let's get back to our guest, uh, Ed Penny. Uh, Ed is works for, for uh, Ducks Unlimited. He's the, the director of public policy for the Southern region. And when we went to break, we were just talking about his hunting experience so far this year. But you were mentioning your opening uh, day in Mississippi. How did that go? It was, it was an interesting one, Ricky. And I've got property, family property in Cleveland County, so south of Vicksburg, around Port Gibson. And it's not a waterfowl hunting property. We've got a a, a bass pond on the property that we also use to water to water our cows on the place and we take the cows off in the fall and it's always been good for fishing we manage it for fishing and you know we'll catch fish to to fry up it's a bass pond so we like to catch bass and keep them and eat them and uh, you know thanksgiving weekend is always a big weekend for hunting and waterfowl season open then so my brother-in-law and I uh, decided to go out to our farm pond because it has been dry and we can talk more about that. Uh, but it's been dry all over the South and over much of the country. And we just thought, well, we're gonna go try to see if we can kill a couple wood ducks and, and have them for dinner that night. And we went out and actually killed a couple mallards, killed a couple wood ducks. So it far exceeded expectations. Uh, so that was, that was the first part of the morning. Then I came back to the property, brought my 14-year-old son, who's part of his high school bass fishing team. He caught a few fish, and then we went deer hunting on the same property, and we were hoping to kill a deer. We saw a few deer, but we didn't pull the trigger. So to me, that's a good description of what we have in Mississippi. We can duck hunt, we can bass fish, we can deer hunt, and we have turkeys on the property. So we have, we have all of that. Is it the best waterfowl place? Not, not really, but we have a couple good family hunts a year and it's always fun. So, you know, that, that made a really good memory for me this duck season. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm hearing a spattering of reports from here and there. Now, if you talk to a duck guy like Chuck Cage, um, you know, he's, he's got some incredible holes that he fishes on, but he has some, some specific observations that he's made over the years. And we'll come back to what some of those are. For example, has the migration shifted to the West, et cetera. But before we get into some of those more detailed conversations, what are you just hearing in, in, in general about how things have the first part of the season's going, what the duck numbers look like, what you're seeing in behavior, et cetera? That's a good question. It's always a topic of conversation. I've done several of these kinds of conversations over the last few weeks. Uh, and folks are paying attention. Hunters are always a very observational group. Uh, and what they are seeing makes a lot of difference. And there's, there's some truth to that. You know, overall, and I'll speak about Mississippi, where you're extremely dry. The Mississippi Delta is pretty barren when it comes to flooded habitat right now. The only couple of bright spots are wildlife management areas that MDWFP manages. 
those are consistently managed in this time of year in particular when it's so dry they're holding a lot of ducks um, and folks are doing well hunters are having a lot of success and particularly during the first couple of weekends uh, duck numbers have been have been strong uh, so that's a bright spot and I encourage people to, to apply for lottery hunts that, that they host and manage because it is a good opportunity. Uh, the other thing is folks who are managing habitat on private lands are doing pretty well. Uh, so the things that we can control in Mississippi are habitat and hunting pressure. Uh, and I think the, the folks, whether it's a state agency or private landowners, the folks that are doing that are having success. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Like I say, I see, hear a spattering of reports like my friend Travis and Mark. They had a really good hunt Saturday. Uh, they would have probably had a good hunt Sunday, but um, they had an issue with fog. You know, fog was, and they could see the birds circling above, but they couldn't get them into the into the uh, decoy spread because, uh, as we, we know, fog, fog and duck hunting don't go together very well most of the time. But... Um, but you know there are a lot of theories, and and I, I've I mentioned to you that you know when I first got this land in the Delta, I, I heard people more than once say, "Oh, it's all DU's fault." And the more the more I came to understand the problem, I, I came to appreciate that maybe Ducks Unlimited could be a good could be um, a sort of a good um, blamer, someone someone to blame in this in the case of the duck migrations, but. But it's super complicated, isn't it, buddy? It's not just about creating habitat north of us. It's obviously there's weather involved. There's been you know a degradation of habitat in Mississippi. You just pointed out when we don't have a lot of water. First of all, we've been losing duck habitat for I mean, in millions millions of acres over the past many years. But on top of that, when you don't have a lot of rain, and there you know, therefore you don't have a lot of water, that uh, that also affects things. But how would you, you know, when someone, you know, you're at a dinner party and someone says, DU is the reason why we don't have the ducks we used to have in Mississippi Delta. What's your answer to them? <laughs> First of all, I usually say I've heard that one before. Uh, and, you know, we're, we are not impervious to criticism. No, no group is perfect. No person is perfect. But uh, Ducks Unlimited is doing the best that we possibly can to restore waterfowl habitat. Uh, we've lost over 17 million acres of wetlands in the U.S. since the 1950s. We are never, ever going to get back to that point. Uh, so waterfowl habitat is so important for a lot of reasons, but the work that Ducks Unlimited does, whether it's with private landowners or with state or federal agencies, DU doesn't own land. What we're trying to do is work at their request and at their uh, with their cooperation to restore habitat on public lands that folks can hunt and to help private landowners and farmers do the best thing that they can on their property for waterfowl and for their bottom line. Uh, so, you know, I, I hate to hear criticism, but it's going to happen. And, you know, we're going to do our best and, and keep doing our wetland conservation mission, regardless mm -hmm. of, of what folks may say or think. Like I said, it's super complicated, but people say that there's, there's, there's done, they've done a better job in managing, not better than us, but I'm just saying generally they, relative to themselves, have done a better job of managing uh, the, the duck habitat such that there's more food, there's more water, and that ducks don't have to come south. Is, is that a fair observation? Well, I think that we always forget that waterfowl are not required to come to Mississippi or they're not required to come to Louisiana or Arkansas or whatever state a person may be living in. It's our job as waterfowl managers and hunters to make them feel welcome. Uh, you know, we can't fault, for example, the Mississippi, I mean, excuse me, the Missouri Department of Conservation for doing the best job that they can on their public areas to manage their habitat. It's incumbent upon us, and I say this as a Mississippian, not a DU person, uh, but as a Mississippian, we can do a much better job of managing waterfowl habitat in this state to attract and hold waterfowl and make it make it more enjoyable to hunt them here. So I hope that that's kind of what drives us. Let's not look or point fingers at other people because they're not doing the wrong thing in Missouri or wherever. We got to do better here in our own state. Well, you know, it's interesting. If I look at my own experience, 
I have over over many years because of friends I have who hunt have had the opportunity to hunt all over the Delta. But it wasn't until my son started getting a little bit older and they could hunt. And I started to spend more time in the Delta hunting with, with friends like uh, Lee and Sam Abraham and, and Greenwood that I became more aware of what it meant to say when you know we have ducks now I, I could see two or three or four flights and be thrilled to death and they would say this is nothing this is we don't have ducks here right now a couple of times i got to see what that looks like with thousands of greenheads you know raining down that's what we mean by ducks when 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 the migration is in your favor you can have a lot of ducks and just because you don't have the complete migration in your favor like you pointed out may never be what it was before you can still have some great duck hunts and so when we come back i want to talk a little bit more about what it what you how you define what it means to have ducks or not have ducks uh, based on your observations and the people you talk to when we come back we'll continue our conversation on super talk outdoors with ed penny from ducks unlimited we'll see you after this break Metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the Genuine Mississippi Store for the best of everything, grown, raised, crafted and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, open Saturdays 8 to 1. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miss Kelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Miss Kelly's. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It was a violent weekend in Hines County. A woman was shot multiple times in her car in the capital city Saturday. Antoinette Robinson later died at UMMC. Three people were found shot to death in a home early Sunday morning. 
Jackson police discovered the bodies of 43-year-old Jesse Bullock, 56-year-old James Bullock, and 60-year-old Colleen Bullock. And six people were shot Sunday morning at Top Flight Sports Bar in Hines County. One is in critical condition. Five others are in stable condition. And in 2014, Mississippi sued Johnson & Johnson over its talcum powder, saying the company did not warn users of potential health risk. The state claims the product increases the risk of ovarian cancer. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided not to hear the case, but it did not give a reason why. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Y'all know that in Mississippi, we have some of our most fun experiences outdoors, especially during hunting season. Hi, this is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Each year, our agency provides services to Mississippians who have been injured in hunting accidents. Please remember, ATVs are not toys. Always wear a helmet, only have one rider at a time, ride an ATV that's right for your age, and supervise young riders. This hunting season, when it comes to ATVs, remember to ride safe and ride smart. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors, live from Biloxi's Back Bay in the Foundation Studio, right here from the Foundation Studio. Really glad to be associated with that organization and the incredible work that they do across the state. We've got Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited, and we're really kind of chatting through some of the some of the controversies. You know, there are a lot of differing points of view, but one of the things that I do know for sure, Ed, because as you know, I came from newspapers and digital media companies and know about social media and how it works and artificial intelligence and all that that fancy stuff. But it's hard, it's really hard to run an organization like yours in a social media age because it's easy for misinformation to get spread. And I bet you do spend a lot of time sort of overcoming misinformation, don't you? We do. Uh, we do try to overcome all that and we try to overcome it by putting out actual accomplishments that we have on the ground with our partners and i want to be clear in saying we can't do any of our work without the folks who own and manage the land again private landowners ranchers farmers across the country as well as agencies that, that manage public land for us so without them du would not be doing our work uh, we are we're a partner in in what they're doing let's for let's remind our listeners some may not know this but but nearly 90% of Mississippi's land is privately owned. So it requires it requires that landowners be all in on conservation efforts, particularly as it relates to ducks. It was interesting, I mentioned to you that, and we're gonna come back to your definition of what it means to have ducks. We'll come back to that in just a second. But I mentioned that uh, on some property that we gained uh, access to in Shula, uh, we, we went like at the end of February, beginning of March, and there was some sheet water outside of uh, what is essentially some CRP that uh, on farmland. And man, I saw thousands of mallards. They were at, it seemed at every layer of the atmosphere raining in. And of course, the season had been over for three or four weeks. And then year before last, uh, at our main camp, we have a 100-acre Cypress Lake, and our neighbor told us they saw nearly a 1,000 uh, mallards there at uh, like the first week in February. Do you hear that a lot these days? You know, we have had a couple of years now, maybe a third year where warm weather has really been sort of the name of the game. 
uh, that we've seen that ducks have arrived, but they've arrived late. What what, what are you hearing about that? that? Yeah, I hear that quite a bit, and I'll point out that we passed uh, passed into law a couple of years ago with Senator Hyde Smith here from Mississippi, a bill to change the end date of duck season to the last day in January. So January 31st is the last possible day that it is federally allowed to duck hunt across the country now we passed that 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 was a great a great victory for us here in mississippi because we do hear that uh, but what that does it gives us some flexibility to set duck seasons both in the front end and in the back end but we can't go into february um, there's a lot of reasons for that but there are federal frameworks that can't get us there we do have a weekend for youth and for veterans now that was an important part of that bill uh, so there's hunting opportunities in February for those for those groups, but we do hear that, and so much of that is related to habitat. Ricky, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about what's most important uh, when folks, whether it's you or other folks in the Delta, are finished with hunting season. It's the last day of duck season. Farmers that typically own that land have to have to grow their crops, and to grow the crops, they got to get them ready. And how they do that, they got to start pulling boards and pulling plugs on the fields that have been hunted all all winter. So all that habitat in the Delta is starting to shrink. After the last week, after the last day of duck season, it starts to shrink. And our folks that are flying surveys, MDWFP sees it. It takes about a week for that, for all that habitat to disappear. We do a pretty good job of getting water off the landscape at that time of year. So ducks, what's here all winter is now shrinking into what's available, less habitat. Therefore, we're seeing more ducks and they're in places that we haven't seen them and they haven't been hunted for a week. So yeah. that's all that's all very important in, in where we're seeing ducks that time of year. <clears throat> so when you think about actually the fact that we have less wetlands for uh, for ducks to, to enjoy, and the kind of the kind of uh, you, know, you say we'll never be back to what it was, and that's for sure. But you, it takes private property owners to help create more of the of the kind of uh, situation that they like, and that's the point of flooding big fields and creating sheet water and putting boards on some cypress breaks and what, whatever that might be. Um, it's it is interesting that that if the ducks are arriving late and you're already in a situation where you have less habitat for ducks. And then they start pulling the boards, and then you know we're getting we're even creating less habitat now. Uh, it's a, it'd be interesting historically over if you do go year after year after year that what what does that contribution have to uh, the duck situation? We probably never know for sure, but certainly it's got to have some kind of an impact. But when we when you talk about ha having ducks, how do you define that? That's a good question too, and, and fun to talk about. And Ricky, we need to talk about this in the duck blind sometime. Uh, when do we have ducks this time of year? And, and I'll kind of walk through the winter and what I've seen in Mississippi and some other states. In Mississippi, we, we get an early migration of ducks in November. We always get kind of a cold snap and Halloween time frame, and we do start seeing some ducks. And again, we don't have a ton of habitat, but we do get ducks that time of year. Uh, the coastal Louisiana gets them, Arkansas gets them. We see a migration of ducks at that time of year. Then, so we're, we get that migration and we start hunting around Thanksgiving here. So we've got ducks that are living and moving around the Mississippi Delta and around the three-state region. And we got to remember the ducks can fly. They, they don't have to stay in one place. They move around. So now this time of year, early December, before Christmas, we're still, you know, subsisting and living as a duck hunter. We're living on that first migration event and ducks kind of trickle in. Uh, but right now, based on what we've heard from the survey reports, duck numbers are lower. There's, you know, mallard numbers are, I think, 30% lower than they have been this time of year prior, you know, compared to previous years. They're flying right now, so we'll have a better picture at the end of this week or early next week. Uh, but mallard numbers are down, total duck numbers are about the same. Uh, then what we start hearing this time of year is Missouri's got a lot of ducks. They've seen that big, migra that big migration push that they typically get from a big cold snap. 
So they're seeing ducks now. Kansas is seeing ducks on public areas. They now have kind of the first big migration, okay? Uh, so we're Mississippi, we're starting to get antsy and a little frustrated because we want that cold weather and we haven't had it because we've had this December lull, this early December, December calm time with stale weather. And when we're talking about fishing instead of hunting, that's happening right now. Uh, and we start getting ducks, in my opinion, and what the data is showing. We'll get a good migration here in the next week or so, but that early January migration event, that first good cold front, not a cold snap, but a cold front is when we start seeing duck numbers here in the state. And then hopefully those cold fronts start happening more often in January. And that's when we have ducks is mid-January. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's come back to the point that Chuck Cage, the outfitter from the Delta, uh, said on our show that he believes there is a shift to the West that uh, toward Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska. What's your what's your view on that? I think that some of that is occurring. And again, ducks do not have to come to Mississippi uh, to live out the winter. Hopefully, we do a good job of of taking a few and enjoying them. But you know. The same folks are saying it in Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is still phenomenal duck hunting. Louisiana is still phenomenal duck hunting. Uh, did Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas get ducks? Yes, they always have. They've always had good waterfowl hunting, but people haven't known about it. Uh, and now it is much easier to see the fruits of their harvest on social media. It's easier to hear about it because we can text our buddies in Oklahoma who we've never met before uh, and find out what's happening. And we can make a, a one day drive to Western Oklahoma and go chase ducks for a few days. That's real. They do have ducks, but they've had them for a long time. And folks are just now starting to realize that. That's, that's, very, that's so interesting. You know, I've heard about some really, really sort of tough spring and summer conditions as it relates to the breeding grounds and also about the whole notion of, of the drought and how that impacts when you when you add all that together that can't be good for us it's it's been tough the last couple of years and and i want to be clear in saying that harvest harvest by duck hunters is not what drives the health of duck populations it's what ha what happens with habitat and we can talk more about that but it has been tough especially this year duck breeding conditions in the u.s and canada have been very difficult and as a result of that we've had fewer young ducks produced and that's what we that's what we live on in the south and that's what we see and that's what we harvest and see in our bags are young ducks this is ed penny from ducks unlimited when we come back i want to talk about maybe some of the policy work they're involved in these days and we'll also mention the stewardship trust fund that didn't make it out of the legislature last year and will be reintroduced this year we'll see you after this break From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we have sunny conditions, high near 67 tonight, mostly clear skies, low around 48. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny skies, high near 74. Tuesday evening rolls in with partly cloudy conditions, low around 53. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. 
Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-21. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We have Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited with us today. You know, Ed, one of the things that uh, is amazing to me is that when we don't have the numbers of ducks, you can still have some good duck hunts. And the, just the thought of having a good duck hunt and getting out and getting into a blind with my son and my friends and just enjoying the, mo the, the morning. We, we have this really special place inside one of our lakes that needs to be cleaned out and the water's kind of low right now so we're going to we're going to now that everything's died off we're going to get in there with some chainsaws and open it up and get some of that junk out of the way we talked about building a, a really cool blind there where we can eat breakfast and and all that but just just having that conversation you know just just the planning of that event and then you know the thought of getting in there together and enjoying this duck hunting which is such a great social event you know, all of that happens and we never even fired a gun. You hear that all the time though, don't you? That there's just such as this, like a community around it. And we're making incredible memories because of the social aspect. Deer hunting is more of a, you know, you're usually alone or maybe you have a kid or some, a family member with you. But duck hunting is a very social thing, isn't it? 
It is. It's, it's extremely social, and everything you've described, I'm smiling thinking about it because even in dry winters, we can do good things for ducks, and we can enjoy duck hunting. And that, to me, that's what this year is about is set our expectations. It, it's likely not going to be a big a big duck population, or it, we know it's not coming out of the breeding grounds, but set our expectations of enjoying being out, being outdoors in your duck hole in your in your deer in your deer stand uh, that's what it's about mm-hmm. uh, it, and that's becoming more and more clear to me every year let's forget about all the all the conspiracy theories and all the poor duck numbers and we're not going to go hunting because we don't quote have ducks yet just go hunting that's yeah. what it's about take somebody and go hunting you know, we talked our, we talked about policy, and we don't have time to get into a bunch of DU policy stuff. But one of the things I want to really mention, though, is that when we when we, the state looked at the stewardship trust fund, which would have created an up to fifteen million dollars a year, um, uh, essentially taking uh, a sales tax that would have been used for uh, that came from sale of sporting goods and uh, outdoor goods, would have been diverted over to this fund that would have given us the opportunity to match federal funds. For example, the the farm bill is over seven billion it may be more than that now that we could match that funds with and what's happening in mississippi is only two states in the southeast that don't have such a fund and uh you you mentioned this migration to the to the west but what what you're seeing in all of our neighboring states is they're using the trust fund to improve their habitat i mean that's just the reality isn't it that's exactly right ricky and we talked about missouri department of conservation and du does work with them uh, we work on the on the lands they own and where folks hunt, uh, but they have that resource. They got that resource in the, I think it was 1970, 1976s or the 80s. They were the first ones to get a conservation funding mechanism. They get one one tenth of one percent of their general sales tax and put it on conservation. That helps them restore waterfowl habitat and manage waterfowl habitat in their state. And believe you me, they're also doing their part by sending it to the breeding grounds too, to take care of ducks. Arkansas has got the same thing. They passed theirs in the mid nineties. Alabama's got one. Tennessee's got some measure of conservation funding. It's us in Louisiana. We've got to do more here in this state because, and we can talk a little bit more some other time, but DU does a ton of work on the federal level to help bring dollars to states for duck hunters to see the benefit of. I'm ready to see us in Mississippi increase the scale and increase the pace of what we can accomplish for ducks here in the state. Well, as I mentioned, it made it to the House 117 to 2. It did not make it out of the Senate. One of the concerns I heard was that it that there was some concerns about it involving private land. But if you if you think about this for a second, if 90% of the land in Mississippi is private land and the bulk of the federal money we'd be matching it with is coming from the farm bill, which is private land, how do you do effective conservation, particularly from a from a duck habitat point of view, without involving private lands? I don't I don't understand that. That's exactly right. And going back to the point that that farmers and ranchers are controlling what happens on their property, 90% of the land in Mississippi, and even more than that, I think in the Delta, is is controlled by private landowners and managed by private landowners. Without them, we can't do things that impact ducks positively here. And you can say the same thing for the breeding grounds. North Dakota ranchers are, are managing what's happening on the breeding grounds. Canadian farmers are controlling what's happening there. So without private lands and without working with them and leveraging their own dollars with state and federal dollars, we can't impact ducks here in the state. Well, I'm hearing I'm hearing that we might be able to find a compromise on that bill. It's gonna get reintroduced and hopefully we can we can get this done and we can have literally a once in a generation conservation trust fund in Mississippi. Ed Penny, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I appreciate you, my friend. Always great to see you in here. You look forward to talking more later. You bet. Merry Christmas to you as you continue to enjoy, especially duck and deer and fishing this time of year. Please stay safe. Don't fall in the water. You don't want to fall in the water this time of year. And uh, make sure your straps on your on your tree stands are safe. Keep your gun unloaded when you're not hunting. I mean, all the basics. We forget about the basics this time of year. Stay safe. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Mississippi
Mississippi Media Production.